Legacy Media is in a state of emergency because you know why? They lied to you throughout the whole pandemic. They lied to you over the past few years. They are continually lying to you now. Conspicuously, or in some cases just not questioning, not being impartial, being ideologically wrecked, and within the case of many reputable institutions gaining funding from China, as we reported upon on Dantons.com over the past few days. Of course, we're here to come together, to speak the truth, to find the truth, to destroy the corrupted legacy media, who are ideologically wrecked, they gain funding from sketchy people from sketchy countries, and thus they are incentivized not to tell you the full truth, as we saw during the pandemic. When? Tell me one time when the BBC, the supposed impartial provider of news in the United Kingdom, when in the world did this institution interview someone who was skeptical of the vaccine? And, and, and not just solely interview, but ask them why they were skeptical. Investigate these claims. Look at cases, perhaps such as Sweden, BBC, who now have the lowest excess deaths around the world. Were lockdowns viable? Maybe you should apologize for collusion. Maybe you should apologize for collusion with the governmental organizations in the United Kingdom in your attempt to stop disinformation, like something you see in George Orwell's 1984 Orwellian-type dictatorship regime-like writings. Anyway, you get the idea. The legacy media is lying, they are corrupted, they are stupid, to be blunt. And I think it's time for the legacy media to be totally destroyed by the new wave of media, which includes people such as Russell Brand, raw thinkers, Joe Rogan, raw podcasts. Let's see what Tucker Carlson stated, by the way, on his show a few months ago, because today we're going to look into the pandemic files, which are being released by some, well, to be fair, Telegraph did well in this regard, credit where credit is due. But let's look at the pandemic files, the corruption, the lies. And you may ask, why do you still care about the pandemic? It was four years ago now. I mean, there's nothing really to care about, really, is there? When millions and millions of people die after a virus has been conspicuously, perhaps accidentally leaked from a lab within Wuhan, in which received funding from the United States of America. And according to the Times over the past few days, this lab was specifically focused upon creating potent coronaviruses and it likely ex accidentally leaked from the lab. I mean, why do you care about the economy being shut down for two plus years and inflation rocketing through high you know, skies? Why do you care about people losing their livelihoods and their businesses and later killing themselves after mental depression? Why do you care about tyranny being imposed upon us? Not the biggest deal, I guess you could say. Of course it's the bloody biggest deal. This is what you fools don't understand. Anyway, I'm going to ramble on, so let's see. Tucker Carlson, let's see what he stated a few months ago before he was coincidentally kicked off Fox News after speaking some uncomfortable truths in which the corrupted legacy media can't speak about or reveal. It was never really a secret that there were huge problems with the COVID shots. And we knew this because the Biden administration's own VAERS database indicated that from the beginning, a lot of people were being injured. But the media suppressed that news. We tried to point it out more than a year ago, not because we have a problem with vaccines or anti-vaxxers, but because if you're going to force people to take something, you probably ought to know what it is and what effects it might have. That's the most basic right of all, to know that what goes into your body to know something about it. But in trying to say that, we were censored, and now we know we were censored directly by the White House. In April of 2021, the White House's director of digital strategy, a character called Rob Flaherty, sent this email to Facebook, quote, the top post on Facebook about vaccines today is Tucker Carlson saying they don't work, he complained. He then pressured, the White House pressured Facebook to follow its policy of, quote, reduction, meaning censorship. 
We're quoting, if reduction means pumping our most vaccine-hesitant audience with Tucker Carlson saying it doesn't work, then I'm not sure it's reduction. In other words, censor more. The Facebook employee responded by promising that the company was, quote, running this down now. We asked Rob Flaherty to join us tonight to explain, but of course he's a coward and he won't. So we only know this, by the way, because of a lawsuit from the attorneys general of Louisiana and Missouri. Jeff Landry is the AG in Louisiana. We are honored to have him join us tonight. Mr. Landry, thank you so much for coming on. So you're the chief law enforcement officer of your state. You're the attorney general. This would be illegal, would it not be? Well, it's certainly a violation of your First Amendment Right, Tucker. Yeah. Uh, and, and I wouldn't say that Facebook, I mean, that the White House pressured Facebook. I would say that the White House demanded uh, that they do something about the video that you had posted. Look, this suit is about whether or not the government has basically suppressed American speech as those Americans go about debating the very policies that the government has us under. Right. And if the White House did not like your position or if your position did not agree with the White House. And by the way, you can read all our writings, check out the full shows on Dantons.com for free. And also, if you'd like to support the cause of finding and seeking the truth through these shows, through this company, which I'm creating, then please do support us on Patreon. For only a few dollars a month, you can help this cause. You can create a better future. You can hold people to account. This is what we want to do. If you, the, the truth of the matter is, if we want to ever compete with legacy media, if we ever want to question legacy media, if we ever want to have that influence over legacy media enabling us to really destroy the monopoly they have on information, we must come together and support one another. So please do support the team and I if you enjoy the work in which we do. The first link in the description is to support the team. So this is one whopper of a story. According to The Telegraph in the UK and around the world, there was the exploration, let's say, of the disinformation units, literally called disinformation units, COVID disinformation units, which made hourly contact with social media organizations and media companies. Sarah Canoli can now be revealed today as the head of the secretive governmental unit within the UK, which flagged critics of lockdowns and pandemic policy. A secretive governmental COVID unit accused of seeking to suppress free speech during the pandemic was in hourly contact with the social media firms, the official in charge of the operation is disclosed. The civil servant, who can now today be named as Sarah Colony, stated that one of the counter-disinformation unit's main function was to passing information over to companies such as Facebook and Twitter to encourage the swift takedown of posts. No, no, no. Wrong, wrong, wrong. The main point of this radical disinformation unit was to censor was to impose your authoritarian-type narrative, was to avoid free speech and discussion occurring on social media platforms, which, by the way, turned out to be true. These conspiracy theories, as you like to call them, over the origination, the origins of COVID, which we can now know for sure was the bloody virology institution. It wasn't people munching on rats, as, as we originally were told. It's like hilarious if you read this story. It's not people munching on a bloody rat or a bloody bat in which caused this virus, which is just incredibly potent. It is bloody the virology institution in, in China, in which was conspicuously engaging within coronavirus procedures and procedures and methods to increase the potency 
of specific viruses and coronaviruses. And you're telling me, just coincidentally, two centimeters away from where the supposed people were eating rats and bats in a wet market, you're telling me that it didn't leak from the bloody virology institution. Are you kidding me? It's like, you gotta be sick in the head, to be blunt. You have to be sick in the head to believe that, to, to not believe these so-called conspiracy theories. It's like, it doesn't take much hard thinking. It's like, why? It's, it's absurd. It doesn't take much hard thinking to note that instead of a bloody market in which people were supposedly eating bats and rats for dinner, it, it, it didn't leak from that fucking thing. It leaked from the bloody virology institution, which is two centers of me. It's like, this whole thing is insane. I, I give up, honestly. You can only view this in a comedic manner because otherwise you just go insane. Otherwise you just realize how much corruption is engaged within the world and how, much, how many lies have been kind of perpetuated over the past few years and how the mainstream media is pretty much not truthful in the, in, 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 in the really important cases, in Iraq, weapons of mass destruction, in COVID. It's all the conspiracy theory if you dare question the consensus, or perhaps now with the climate change, in which, if you dare state that perhaps we should not remove fossil fuels, in which equate to 80% of the energy supply of the world, and instead, if you dare state that we shouldn't move towards intermittent, unreliable, and dilute forms of energy, within the case of uh, uh, solar and wind, if you dare question the consensus on climate change, you're viewed as a nut job. And once again, it's like so clear in sight that there's something fishy going on here. Now, I'm not being conspiratorial, I'm just stating it's clear in sight to see that there is something wrong with the climate change narrative in which we're constantly told. When you have people like Paul Ehrlich and Al Gore, these people are terrible. Paul Ehrlich and Al Gore, they've been writing about the population bomb, the overpopulation narrative, stating that we have too many people. They said this back in the 19 bloody 70s stating that we humans are the parasites upon the earth and we need to depopulate immediately in order to pretty much save the green, global, virgin-like Greta Blunderberg planet. Like, you can't make that up. And then you also have the track record of the knowledge system when it comes to climate change, namely the fact that people such as Al Gore, mainstream media such as the New York Times, the Post, etc., all of these institutions, mainstream media companies, you can read it online for free, these organizations and institutions have been... They, they, they weren't saying global warming in 1970. They were saying global cooling, so they haven't just been marginally wrong. They've been 180 degrees wrong beyond belief. They've been totally and utterly wrong on the climate change narrative for the past 50 years, calling for global cooling, global freezing, and now they're calling for global catastrophization warming. It's like, okay, surely I should just be at least suspicious when you have a terrible track record. Imagine just giving your money to like an investment manager or something, and this bloke not having, a, he doesn't have one year of poor track records. He has 5,500 years of a poor track record. Would you give your money to this bloke? Of course not. But we're doing this to the mainstream media. It's like, ah, uh, I honestly, I give up these days. It's just hilarious. The Telegraph revealed earlier this month that the CDU worked with the social media companies in an attempt to curtail discussion of controversial lockdown policies during the pandemic. This is insanity. There is no way anyone can be in justification for this absurdity. What in the hell? This is stuff you see in China, in autocratic regimes, in dictatorships, in the most, in, in Soviet Union. This is stuff you don't, you're not meant to see in the freest society in the world. There is no excusing of limiting free speech under the guise of misinformation or hate speech, you bloody tyrants. So what they're saying here, controversial lockdown policies, if you question these, you were banned. They would ban you. They had a, a, a literal team with AI, with bloody computers going around and banning anyone who said anything questioning the consensus in the narrative. It is absurd beyond belief. You cannot 
be an advocation for this. This is not about left v right. This is about truth. This is about freedom. This is about free speech. This is about discussion. This is about progressing society forward. This is why. Come over to dantons.com. Watch my show. Subscribe to my show. You can watch it on any platform. We're trying to evade the censorship. So follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Rumble. Follow me everywhere. Last night, David da Davis, the former conservative cabinet minister, whose comments were logged by the unit, called for the CDU to be shut down and for a committee to investigate this specific area. He said most of the paranoid wings of the government is now interfering within the democratic process in a, and a, a, a parliamentary inquiry where the biggest combination of power, access and speed was required. Oh, this is going to be great. Separately, the corrupted BBC. Let's see what this article reads. Separately, the BBC, who attended governmental meetings at which so-called misinformation and disinformation was discussed, was accused of acting as the broadcast arm of the government during the pandemic, as journalists described as being mocked, as if they tried to give a voice to lockdown sceptics. Oh, how impartial! You're really going forward with your bloody impartiality narrative, aren't you, BBC? You are a government arm. You proceeded to participate within this disinformation campaign ridiculing, alienating, destroying anyone who had a differing opinion in comparison to your bloody consensus. This is a disgrace beyond belief. We should be outraged. Why are we not flooding the streets? It's like the identity of the head of the CDU was a mystery, but it can now be disclosed it was Mrs. Colony, however the bloody hell you say her name, it was a civil servant and she led it, led it throughout the pandemic and remains in charge. She previously worked on anti-terror policies for the Home Office but joined the Department of Culture, Media and Sport when it started monitoring, monitoring COVID disinformation. It is unclear if other more senior, senior ministers were involved in the CDU. There is a growing speculation that the unit may have links to intelligence services, but the government has repeatedly refused to give certain details about it for national security reasons. In remarks to MPs unearthed by The Telegraph, Mrs Connolly laid the bare extent of the government's, government's influence over social media companies. Oh, if she dare, if, by the way, and this is important, not just for the UK, but around the world, because this happened around the world. This is the censorship, the disinformation that Tucker Carlson was right about. This lady, who was in charge of this campaign for disinformation boards, told MPs that the CDU was in contact with almost all social media companies and the discussions were daily, but sometimes hourly. When asked about the process for having posts removed, she responded, stating if some, someone from the cell says we're worried about this, that goes immediately to the top of the pile. Whoever is in what company? Climate of fear of anti-governmental reporting at the BBC, according to The Telegraph, within the current and former BBC staff have told The Telegraph that, during the pandemic, a climate of fear existed within the, corporate, within the corporation among those who argued that, that, that the reporting lacked balance, saying that they were branded dissenters. Three journalists who gave evidence to the group in private last year told The Telegraph that they were ignored whilst raising their concerns about impartiality with senior managers. One senior BBC editor tried to organise via a secret WhatsApp group a pushback to stop the journalists backing government's policy, but they were too fearful of losing their jobs to join the proposed rebellion. Addressing MP, she stated that the most concerning types of anti-vaccine material included discussions about side effects and the speed at which it was produced. The vaccine was done too quickly. It's not safe. Those kind of narratives, she stated. Holy Lord of Mother of Lord. If you said that the vaccine was perhaps done too quickly. If you stated that perhaps there were some con concerns over the efficacy and the safety, whatever it was, you were banned by the BBC. You were banned by this disinformation board. They came down on you. They literally have a board within government in which was specifically focused, utilising artificial intelligence to monitor people who question things. This is not a free society. This is a corrupted press. This is a corrupted media. We need to make media great again. We need, we need to really make media question again. We need to make media love again. We, we need to make media think again. 
We need to make me do rational again. Media is not rational. It's not thinking. It's not questioning. It's going along with a consensus. And that is why we're here to save you. We're here to question things. We're here to ask our truth. We're here to be wrong. We're here to open our minds up. We're here to be in discussion with you. We're here to be open, transparent, impartial, whatever you want to call it. That is the main area in which media should be. Media should be pursuing those values. It is not. It is corrupted. Well, the vaccines were safe for most people. Coroners have ruled that a small number of people died from the rare reactions to specific medical procedures, in which I can't specifically label due to censorship online. Academics also expressed concerns about some of the speeds of the trials. Last night, sources stated that the CDU had been allowed to expand its reach under Mrs. Connolly, who took on the role of Director of Security and Online Harms in 2017. Social media posts monitored by the CDU and the, Cub and the Cabinet's office included comments by respected scientists whom are from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, in which argued against mass vaccination of children when it came to the events over the past few years. The units also flagged discussions questioning lockdowns and the vaccine passports. The government has repeatedly refused to give details about the CDU's budget or the number of staff it employs, but it is known that during the pandemic, it used an external AI firm to trawl through posts. The government spokesperson stated, as we have repeatedly made clear, the primary purpose of the unit was to track narratives, not individuals. It does not have and has never had the power to remove online content. On occasion, when it encountered content considered to be in breach of the social media platform's own terms of services, it would refer to them for consideration. That's total and utter bullshit. Bull fucking shit. Sure, this group does not have the power, and many groups around the world, including in the US, did not have the specific power themselves to remove the content, but they had a huge influence. And the influence proceeded, and these social media companies in the vast majority of cases most definitely removed content in which these external organizations and institutions wanted to be removed. So by definition, you pretty much do have direct kind of influence over which posts are removed. It's insanity. We know during the pandemic that everything that has been labeled as so-called disinformation or misinformation actually was bloody truth. BBC stated that they rejected the characterization of its COVID coverage and said it featured a range of, <laughs> a range of voices. Bull fucking shit, BBC. The broadcaster stated it attended the counter-disinformation policy forum in a observer-only capacity. I don't care, observer-only. You are tyrants, a bunch of you. A spokesperson for the broadcaster stated, we totally reject this characterization of our COVID coverage. We feature a range of voices during the pandemic, including those skeptical of lockdowns in line with our duty of due impartiality. Yeah, yeah, not true. We do not recognize this, this description of our working environment, like other news organizations, the stories we cover are the subjects of robust editorial and discussion and debate. Yeah, of course. Jesus, the corruption, man, is just unbelievable. It's so scary to see. And two, the World Health Organization, as we'll discuss, I believe, later on, they're now imposing their plans for um, a treaty in which we're automatically going to be entered into by 2024. When at first glance, it seems rational that we need kind of global cooperation. But w when it comes to uh, future pandemics, perhaps, but then if you read the policies, as discussed on Dantons.com and in prior commentaries and videos and articles, if you read it in detail, legally binding the World Health Organization shall become when it comes to imposing vaccine passports, masks, lockdowns, and two, and most concerningly in my opinion, 
is the so-called notion of misinformation or disinformation. World Health Organization shall have influence over, I believe, every single nation in the world almost for monitoring disinformation and thus imposing their authoritarianism in regards to which content can be shared on social media if it supposedly contradicts or questions, I should say, their policies at the time. But we know now, even the policies by the World Health Organization, these policies are radical, they are wrong, and in many cases, they're outdated. So how the hell does that work? You're limiting free speech, debate, and discussion. Deba debate and discussion is fundamental, as we'll discuss now when it comes to a robust society, a truth society, a progressing society. So I've stated many times, I believe that this terminology of disinformation or misinformation is a Trojan horse utilized by authoritarian types to get their tyrannical type way. The scientific revolution, what people need to understand is, is that the scientific revolution and the Enlightenment era was pretty much predicated upon the values of free speech, debate, discussion in a manner to ensure that we could collectively gain progress from a societal front. The scientific revolution occurred due to the acknowledgement of ignorance, namely the fact that the use of ignorance was needed to move away from arbitrary and an absurd ideological dogma as within the case of religion or gut feeling. Prior towards the period of the Enlightenment, society was supposedly, as they say, in darkness. And instead of understanding the building blocks and mathematical mechanisms in which created the structures of the Earth, and thus the universe, instead society solely utilised the use of mysticism, irrationality, in an attempt to understand and explain the universe. Some comical understandings and principles in which are held as ideological dogma prior towards the Enlightenment era are as followed. Namely, the use of superstition including principles and beliefs within bad luck, caused by breaking a mirror or walking under a ladder or opening an umbrella indoors. But this changed during the course of the Enlightenment era, ushering in a period of unprecedented societal science, technology and human rights. This was undoubtedly a major turning point for human history. Instead of focusing upon prior irrational superstitions and traditions, the embrace of science, reason and evidence-based thinking fundamentally has led towards an important advancement within technologies the rise of democracy and to the abolishment of slavery. These principles, importantly, of free speech, discussion, debate and free thought are based upon the Enlightenment ideals, and these were fundamentally discussed and recognised as a necessity in order to progress society forward. But during the pandemic, what we can see is the banning and the kind of rejection of these Enlightenment ideals, namely free speech, debate, discussion, free thought, and thus, by definition, a rejection of the Enlightenment ideals which have been fundamental for societal progress and success over the past few hundred years. What people need to understand is that knowledge is not an undisputable dogma. Knowledge occurs, the gaining of knowledge occurs via debate, discussion, free speech, free thought, and really the ability to criticise people in order to kind of come to truth collectively. And this is how we move society forward. But what one can see within the case of cancel culture is a total and utter rejection of free speech, discussion, free thought. As we can see within present commentary and prior commentary by the legacy media, namely the New York Times, the issues in which they were calling misinformation, literally all of this has turned out to be true. At the start of the pandemic, Times set the news and policy agenda on the lab leak hypothesis, discrediting it anyone whom ever explored this. And they also did so, according to unheard.com, whilst taking money from the Chinese state-owned propaganda outlets such as China Daily. And this is what we've noted on Dantons.com in detail. The mainstream media is lying to you. The mainstream media is not here to find you the truth. The mainstream media is ideologically wrecked. And I believe the future of media is really exciting. It is the ability to gain access towards a range of differing opinions and views and thus come to your own conclusions, taking all the information that is possible in comparison to being fed one side agendas or one side of the narrative. That is the future of media.
And now, as I've noted many times on Dantons.com, the new plans by the World Health Organization are incredibly dangerous and threatening when it comes to free speech, debate, discussion and dialogue. The World Health Organization has a proposed reform to the pandemic agreements, which is set to take effect in early 2024, granting the Director General sweeping powers over member states. This includes the ability to mandate lockdowns, suppress dissenting opinions and implement vaccination passports. Such measures greatly infringe upon individual rights and the principles we leave democracy. One alarming aspect of the proposed treaty is the introduction of the health passports, and these passports, as mentioned by the World Health Organization Director, would be utilized in future epidemics, conflicts and supposed climate crisis and other emergency situations. The prospect of permanent civil liberty abuses reminiscent of the COVID lockdowns administered by a foreign entity is deeply concerning. And the concept of the pandemic treaty has recently gained attention, with critics voicing concerns about the World Health Organization role in their development. The theory suggests that the, the, the WHO aims to assert total authority over emergency operations in the US, giving foreign powers significant control. And just to break down one really important thing I think you should recognize when it comes to the future of the World Health Organization and the new planning coming into, coming into fruition in, in, in 2024 automatically is in reference to disinformation and the powers in which they hold. This new plan, if it goes through, will consist of legally binding international law power to enforce lockdowns, vaccination passports, mask mandates, and to the ability to censor so-called disinformation, and which contradicts the policies at the time. This is a threat to democracy, it's a threat to free speech, it's a threat to the Enlightenment ideals which have been so foundational for societal flourishing and progress over the past few hundred years. We need to come together, we need to speak the truth, we need to make noise, and we need to really speak up against this. It is a disgrace mainstream media is not speaking about this, and no politician is, aside from Andrew Bridgen, who has been trivialised and, 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 and alienated like never seen before. I'm telling you, the pandemic was the biggest mishandling in modern history. We shall never forget, we shall never forgive, but we must learn the lessons, we must come together, and we must make society better. Okay, that's all I have for you today. Of course, if you want to support us on Patreon, please do. For only a few dollars a month, you can join the course, you can support the course for some exclusive perks and more. Or you can check out the shows and support us that way. Share the shows online and check out all of our content on dantons.com. Thank you so much, and I shall see you very, very soon.